Welcome to Office Tech EDU, bringing you Google technology tips, tricks, and tutorials in bite-sized pieces today for you to use in your office tomorrow. In today's episode, I'll talk about ways that you can stay on task. Since there's many ways to do this, whether you're using sticky notes to dry erase board, an analog planner, an online calendar, your Google Suite applications, and even online apps, the only way you're going to know what's going to work best for you is by trying them out. For me, I find that I use a lot of these styles for different types of tasks that I'm working on. It all just depends on the circumstances. We have a lot going on in our daily lives and compiling lists is one way to keep us from forgetting what it is that we need to do and to help us stay on task while we're doing it. From using a paper planner and electronics, I use both because I know what was gonna work best for me. I use my Google Calendar both personally and professionally since our district's a Google Apps for Education district, as well as Google Keep and Google Tasks. Even a simple Google Doc or a Google Sheet can be a wonderful source for note-taking and organization, and it's collaborative, so you can work together with your team so everybody knows what's being done and when it's been completed. I'll be honest with you, I probably use tasks the most at work. Besides a few sticky notes that can be found around my desk and a weekly project list that's usually on my dry erase board. Let's talk Google Tasks. I probably use tasks the most at work. Besides a few sticky notes that can be found lying around my desk and the weekly project list that I keep up on my dry erase board, Google Tasks is it. It helps me keep track of my daily tasks, organize my lists, and keep track of important deadlines because it can be migrated into my Google Calendar and I can access it all across G Suite. If I'm not mistaken, Tasks actually started out only being available in Gmail years ago, and then it migrated over to Google Calendar, and it was just a calendar event. And now it's across most of the G Suite applications in your app store, and I'm able to do more with it inside my Google Calendar. So if you like lists that also have links and you can add a due date to it, Tasks is gonna be your new favorite tool if you're not already using it. So how does Tasks work? Okay, so if you're in Gmail and you have an email that you need to follow up on or you wanna make sure that you take care of something, it's a reminder or it's an event that you need to actually uh, refer back to at a later time, the way that you're gonna do this is you're going to go ahead and click on the email that you wish to add to your Google Tasks. So there's a checkbox next to every Gmail subject title. So when you go ahead and click on that checkbox, three dots appear up in the toolbar all, to, all the way to the right. And when you click on those three dots, the three dots always means that you have other options. So when you click on it and you click add to tasks, a task list is going to show up on the right side of your Gmail. And it'll give a list of all of the things that you've added to your tasks. It'll show you that you're adding it from an email because it'll have a blue email logo along with the subject of the actual email. You can edit this tasks. All you need to do is click on the pencil. You can even change the name of the actual task that you need to do. And you can add in details, like what it is that you need to follow up on. Just to give you a little bit of explanation at a glance without having to open up the actual email. If you need to add in a URL, because you need to follow up by going to say perhaps a website, this is where I would add it in there. It's not going to hyperlink that URL, but you will have it there in order to know exactly where it is that you need to go. You can add a date or time to this as well. 
If you choose to just add a date and not set a time, it'll show up on your Google Calendar as an all-day event. If you add an actual time and a date, it'll show up on your calendar at that time. You can even set it to repeat if you need to. You can have multiple lists in your, uh, in your tasks. You're going to have your list and you're going to have a follow-up list. So if it's just something that you need to follow up on, you can add it to your follow-up list. Otherwise, it's just going to be in your list and it's going to say your name and list. You can even add subtasks to your actual task. So if there's additional things that you need to follow up on regarding uh, this email that is not directly connected to the email or the information is not inside the email, you can enter that information uh, under the subtask if you want to. You don't have to save it, it automatically saves. You just need to click the back arrow. And once you've completed your tasks, all you need to do is click the circle next to the task name and it'll take it off of your task list. If your task is overdue because you set a date or a time, it'll show up in red, uh, the icons for the calendar or the Gmail. If you wish to add a task using your Google Calendar, you can do that in one of two ways. You can actually select a date and time on your Google Calendar and where it says event or reminder, if your task calendar is selected, the task option will be available to you. So when you go ahead and give it a title and click on tasks, it'll have the date that you selected, the time that you selected, you can choose whether or not you want it to be an all day task, and you can add a description. You can choose whether it's gonna go on your main list or if this is just something you need to follow up on. And then you would go ahead and just click save. Or if you're in any of your G Suite applications and you have that sidebar down at the bottom where you've got the little arrow and it says show side panel and you can see your side panel, you will be able to click on the tasks icon, which is the blue circle with the white pencil and the yellow dot. And at the top, it'll just say add a task. And you can add these uh, across your Gmail, your calendar, Google Docs, Google Sheets, and Google Slides. I believe you can also see them in drawings, but you can't see them in Google Forms. Let's talk calendar. You can use your Google Calendar online to block off time for your work projects so you don't get booked on the days that you know you're gonna have important projects to work on. I know that this is not always going to be uh, easily done because there will be other things that come up that you will need to be pulled away for. Being able to see a block of time that is blocked off will prevent somebody from creating an event during that time if they are using the find a time on a Google Calendar. Are you a visual person? Does staying organized and being visual work hand in hand for you? If you're in your Google Calendar and you are a visual person, I'm gonna teach you how to change the colors of your calendars so things will make sense for you. Keep in mind that when you change the colors on your Google Calendar, it doesn't change the colors on everybody else's calendar. This is specific to you. So for example, my boss's favorite color is green. I need to be able to keep track of her calendar and see very quickly whether or not she's going to be in a meeting or if she is at a meeting by just glancing at my calendar and not trying to figure out whose calendar it is that I'm looking for. So I went in and I changed her calendar to dark green. So now when I'm in a day view, a week view, or even a month view, I can see at a quick glance, all of the dark greens where they're busy is where my boss is unavailable. 
To change your color in Google Calendar, all you need to do is go to the calendar that you wish to change the color of, and then on the right-hand side next to that calendar's name, you will have three dots. Again, those three dots means there's something else that you can see. So when you go ahead and click on those three dots, you're going to get um, a way for you to get to the, that calendar's settings and sharings, and you're gonna see a little bit of a color wheel going on on the bottom with a bunch of circles. If you are a school or a company that works with specific brand colors and you want your calendar to also have those cer certain brand colors, the easiest way for you to do this is to go ahead and click on the plus that's in the bottom row of your color palette and then change the hex code accordingly based on what color it is that you need to add. And you're always gonna wanna save it when you've changed the hex color. If you wanna use your calendar to just block out that time for you, but yet you still are going to be available for other people, to schedule appointments during that time if they're really needed. You can easily change your Google Calendar event to be from busy to free. So in that calendar event, you would just open up the calendar event details, click on edit, go all the way down to the bottom and it'll say free or busy and you can toggle them on or off at your own choosing. If you're free, your calendar will have lines through the color of your calendar. And if it is solid, that means that you're unavailable. Google Calendar tip for you. If you have the Calendar app on your phone and your notifications and your GPS have been turned on, in Google Maps settings under getting around, if you turn on the time to leave feature, it'll let you know through your Google Calendar's appointments based on the physical address and your GPS location when you need to leave due to traffic or mileage or merely the regular estimated time of travel. Let's talk Google Keep. Keep, like tasks, can be found in all the places that tasks can. However, it's specifically for lists and images or drawings with notes. You can't annotate over the images or drawings. That feature isn't available. But like tasks, Keep has an app that can be downloaded from your phone's app store. And you can also go to keep.google.com to see it on the full screen. There's a shortcut that you can use to get there if you need to add a new list in Google Keep. And you just type in keep.new in your URL bar. You can also use that trick with any of the other G Suite applications. For example, if you wanted to create a new Google Sheet, you could type in sheets.new and a new Google Sheet will open up in the account that you're currently signed into. I like Google Keep because I can write anything in my list. If I want it to be a list of things that I can check off, I can add checkboxes. It's easy to use the checkbox list. It's a feature that I enjoy more about Keep and it has the collaboration options unlike Tasks. Tasks is a single person thing. Keep can be collaborative like the other G Suite applications. If you add it to your Keep list and then share it with the collaborators that are on your team, you can all see the list at the same time, add to it and mark it off as needed. Each list has its own sharing settings. So the only notes you want shared can only be viewed by the others you've actually shared them with. And you can change the colors of your Google Keep lists in order to stay organized like with your calendar. So the only thing that's missing from Keep is being able to do the annotations over top of the images. It's a very simple list taking and task collaborative application. There are three things that I love about Google Keep from your mobile device. When you're in the Keep app and you're in a note and you're in edit mode, you can dictate to your note inside Google Keep by just clicking on that microphone icon. Just like if you were to send a talk to text message to somebody 
you can do a talk to note dictation inside your Google Keep. And it'll be on every single platform when you go to your computer or you reopen the app later, or if it's been collaborated with, all of that dictation will show up. However, just like Google Docs, speech to text feature, it's not perfect. But for the notes on the go, it's fantastic. Being able to insert that note from any Keep platform into my docs and slides as well, all I have to do is copy and paste or insert it in there. I absolutely love it. If you have a Google Home Hub, which is now called the Nest Home Hub, the Google Assistant app on your phone or smartwatch, when activated, you can set it so the Google Assistant app will send it directly to your Keep lists. So if you have it set up properly in Google Assistant for all of your lists to go into Google Keep, when you say, okay, magic wake phrase. Okay, Google. Add milk to my shopping list. Okay, I've added milk to your shopping list. This works fine when you want to use this as your home shopping list, as you can add family members to the list and they can add items as you're out and about and you can see it in live time while you're shopping. I cannot express enough how many times I have said, I'm going to the store, do you need anything? And the answer is no. And I get to the store and four things have been added to the list. So they didn't have to send me another text saying, I need you to pick this up. It was already added to the list. So what apps that are not in G Suite that can also help you stay on task with your own notes application that's within your operating system? Well, for Macs, you have the application called Reminders and Notes. And for Windows, you have Sticky Notes and Notepad. So you can use those things as well. They're virtual notepads or sticky notes. The problem with those are if you need to be able to collaborate with those lists, other people aren't going to have access to them. There's so many other applications that are across all the platforms. There's Evernote and OneNote that, you, that can do way more than Google Keep can. But most of the times you have to pay for those extra features. And I'm all about trying to do it as inexpensively as I possibly can. The free section of these apps, they work well enough unless you want to dive deeper into them. And they're all cloud-based. But other ways that you can stay on task, if you just need to be able to set a timer to remind you that in 15 minutes, you need to be able to get up and stretch your legs, or in 15 minutes, you need to place the order for the conference lunch that needs to be picked up in 30 minutes. If you just go to google.com and type in set timer for 15 minutes, a timer will actually appear on that Google webpage. There are other apps or websites that are called Stay Focused and Trello.com and Focus to Do that will allow you to be able to find different ways for you to be able to stay focused, make those lists. There's so many of them that are out there. I like mine being integrated in my Google Apps G Suite because I can access it from any device. I can access it from an iPad. I can access it from my cell phone. I can get it from a computer. It doesn't matter if it's my home computer or my work computer. As long as I'm signed in, I can even go to the public library and be able to see my lists if I need to. Time for today's shortcut. Do you need to get information from a website, but the information is on two pages? If you right click on your tab and click duplicate, it'll open a tab in the exact same spot. Even the back arrows will work so you can view the pages at the same time concurrently and without needing to move back and forth within the same tab. 
I like to use this shortcut when I see something that needs to be ordered for the office, but I'm still searching and want to be able to compare products without losing the first one that I like, and the compare option isn't available to me. So if you're in Amazon and you see that they have this bright white cardstock and it's a certain price and you want to keep searching, but you don't want to add it to your list or add it to your shopping cart because you want to be able to make the comparison. If you go up to your tab at the top, click right click and click duplicate tab, I can then go back. My search results will still be there and I can click another one of the cardstocks and I can look at the two side by side in order to be able to compare them. I hope you've found some tips and tricks to stay on task and to stay organized. If you wish to see tutorial walkthroughs, you can visit the show notes page for video tutorials for those who prefer to see it in action. Next time, I'll be discussing my favorites, shortcuts and right clicks. I can't wait. My name is Beth Hayden, and I thank you for joining me on the Office Tech EDU podcast, episode one. And remember to bring the technology tips, tricks, and tutorials that you learned about today with you to the office tomorrow. If you wish to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Office Tech EDU. Until next time, music from today's podcast was found at bensound.com and sound effects found at zapsplat.com. Bye.